Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi with Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Chris Friesen, who is president and CEO of Mint Smartwash. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Hey, Mario, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Well, let me just start by asking you what Mint Smart Wash is and what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. What is a smart wash? Um, so we operate a family office, Mario, uh, in a variety of different industries. And back in, in 2014, actually, we got introduced to the concept of this exterior express washing. And so this, this concept has actually been quite prolifically down in the United States. So about, there's about 6,000 of these types of operations across the United States. And um, through our, uh, I guess, our initial phase and journey of learning about this express wash concept, we realized that in large part is not being done in Canada. So it's a great opportunity to bring this, this car wash concept to Canada. So really what it is, it's a 200 foot tunnel. So, you know, again, quite a long, long tunnel. We're washing six or eight cars at one time. And so we're processing up to 180 to 200 cars an hour. So really at the end of the day, what I always like to talk about, yes, it's a car wash and a car wash is the byproduct of what we do. But at the end of the day, what we sell is actually is time. Because no matter if I charge you $10 or $100 for a car wash, it doesn't matter. Reality is I can't sell you anything worth more, more than your time. So we get you in and out five minutes, clean, dry, and shiny in five minutes or less. And that's really the, the competitive advantage of what we do. So we have, if you, if you enter one of our sites, go through a bit of a site layout, we'll have stacking lanes. So you'll stack in those lanes. Then you'll come up to a pay station. You'll be greeted by a, a shine genius is what we call our entry-level position. So they'll be greeting you at the pay station, nice, friendly face, help you through the sales process. So you have the option of doing the uh, single pay washes or the membership option. So that's another big part of our business is the membership option. So memberships ranging anywhere between $35 to $45, and that's unlimited per month. So that's a big differentiator. If you think about all the crazy weather we have here in Western Canada. Um, so after you leave the pay station with either your membership or your uh, single wash, then you'll be uh, into the kind of our secondary stacking lane where you'll mm-hmm. enter our car wash. You'll be guided on the conveyor. So again, something different to our model. We really believe in having someone at that station guiding you on. So all the hours we're open, we'll have you into that conveyor. And basically, you'll sit in your car as you're pulled through our process. So again, 200 feet gives you quite enough room to, to hit all the spots on your car, do all the fantastic cleaning and hap- that happens in, in our wash. And then at the end, about a third of our tunnel is dedicated to drying. That's for a couple of reasons. One, we like to have a nice, clean, dry car product. In the end, it also really helps us operate in the winter. So this model is open 365 days a year. 64 days a year, pardon me, we do close for Christmas, um, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. in most locations, a little bit longer in some locations. Um, so really, it's a, you know, it's an everyday type business. So, After you leave, go, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish I was going to say one of the other important parts of our model is the uh, vacuum plaza and the mat washing. So if you think about the old school vacuums, most of the conventional vacuum setups at car washes, you got the big aluminum canister, you're struggling to find a lunar toonie to pump it into the vacuums, where in our setup, you have, uh, in some cases, upwards of 30 stalls. You have a, more of a central vac system. So there's a central vac producing. And probably the most impressive part is that it's free. So free vacuuming, free mat washing. And then we have a, actually have a towel service as well. So microfiber towels, all that's complimentary, whether you have a single wash or a membership option. Oh, super. So how many locations do you have right now? Actually just opened our seventh location in Calgary um, uh, about two and a half, three weeks ago. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. And we have an eighth location under construction. They'll be open in Regina, Saskatchewan here, uh, probably towards the third week of July. Okay, super. And uh, did I see correctly that you have one in the States as well? Yeah, that's correct. So we originally started in Lethbridge, Alberta, 
so we have one of our operating partners was there and found a really nice piece of land. And for those that know Lethbridge, we're about one block uh, west of the water tower, the infamous water tower in Lethbridge, right on the highway three there. Um, found that piece of land really adopted really well by the community, had tremendous success out of the gates and really proved that this concept could exist and do well in Canada. Um, and from there, we, uh, we were having trouble finding land in Canada, to be honest, because a lot of, a lot of landlords, a lot of people you talk to, they don't want car washes on their land because they're thinking of the one wash bays, all the garage doors open people lined up and that's just not our model at all. Um, so we had a unique opportunity to build a wash down in Billings, Montana. Uh, very analogous community to Lethbridge in population. However, a massive service area, like up to half a million people use Billings, Montana, because it's kind of tucked down in that southeast corner. So into Wyoming, Dakotas all really use that wash. So a chance to uh, keep the mint story going. So we built a wash in Billings, Montana. And then last year we opened in uh, Medicine Hat. And then we've been on kind of a fury this year. So we opened two washes earlier this year in Edmonton, one in Red Deer couple weeks ago in Calgary and then Regina next week. So we'll be up to eight washes. And I believe we're the largest uh, express car wash uh, company in Canada. So how, how many more do you think you can grow to? Uh, our current plan is to build out about 25 in the next five years. So what we're looking to do is cluster in the markets we're operating in. So markets like Calgary and Empton, I think can handle upwards of uh, 10, maybe even more uh, of these washes. Again, with the membership model, that really proves out the value of um, uh, having multiple stations that you can visit and makes it attractive for fleet customers as well. Okay. Maybe if, if we go back in time, uh, sure. if you can uh, explain to me just how this all came about like, and, and, the, and the reason for it. Yeah, absolutely. So my background is uh, chemical engineering. So graduated from chemical engineering in, uh, two, uh, pardon me, in uh, 2003 uh, from University of Alberta. And subsequently joined the oil patch right after that. So lived a bit in Fort St. John, working in the uh, service side of the oil patch, and then spent uh, almost, uh, I guess, eight or nine years on the producer side, uh, working for a couple of producers, some big and small in town here. And in 2013, decided to join my father in the family office. So we operate a family office we call loosely the freezing group, uh, where my father had a, he was a, one of the founders of a company called Hasco Environmental Services. Uh, which he exited in 2004 and then 2008. And my dad's really, uh, he's, the, he's the serial entrepreneur. He's where we all get it from. Uh, he's kind of the, the genesis uh, of the family office and where we get the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so joined him in 2013. He was in a wide variety of different things, wide variety of different industries. Um, so we've really been working to consolidate that. And through one of our uh, land holdings we had in the Edmonton area, we got introduced to a gentleman who introduced us to the, to the express wash concept. He said, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing the, uh, you're getting into the car wash business? And it's funny, all the business, different business lines we work in, car wash always seems to get the most interest. It's kind of an amusing thing. Everyone always seems to have interest in the car wash. Yeah. And, and so I guess we were no different. Um, so that was in 2014. So we spent about six, eight months flying around the United States, looking at different models, kind of really understanding what does this express model look like? Why is it different? And then uh, decided that we, you know, it was, it was an interesting experience actually, because coming from the oil patch background, where everything is very secretive, right? Like you're, if, you're, if you're in the same oil field, if you're on one side of the fence, another company's on the other side of the fence, you're not sharing information, you're not sharing data. And what we found in the car wash business, as long as you weren't operating the same market, people were very open with sharing information, like right down to detailed financials, which was quite interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it kind of gave us a really good insight to what, these, what the potential of these things were. And so we decided to get full, uh, full into it in 2014. Uh, my partner, Taylor Nelson, was one of the original founders and, and uh, the guy we were introduced to locally there in Lethbridge. So he's currently our VP uh, maintenance and facilities. And uh, we can just keep adding to the team with uh, bright, talented people that are passionate about uh, washing cars. So do you have a spanking clean vehicle every day? 
you know what? My friends used to tease me uh, up until a couple of weeks ago because we didn't have one in Calgary. I was used to tease my guys. I said, the frustrating part about this is I come get a great clean car and then I got to drive two hours home or three hours home. And I don't have a clean car anymore. So that's the one thing we can't do is keep your car clean for three hours. But uh, yeah, much cleaner now that, uh, that we're in Calgary. Do you, don't you uh, think that, uh, you know, I know for myself personally, and I actually my wife too. I, sure. it, there's a great feeling when, uh, when your vehicle is clean and you're out driving it. Absolutely. I think mean, one of the monikers in the industry is feel better in a clean car. Yeah. As I said earlier, like the, the whole concept of cleaning the car, like we, I think we do a fantastic job of it and it could bore you to death with all the different science and technology. Cause there's quite a bit that actually goes into washing cars, especially when you're washing, you know, 180 cars an hour. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to sell that value of get you in, getting you in quickly and really yeah. making you feel good in a clean car. In fact, if you visit one of our washes, one of the last things you'll see as you go through our drying bay is you'll see on your driver's side, you'll see a giant mirror. And the purpose of that mirror is for you to look at the, for you to be able to look at that car, realize how clean it is. So you don't stop and hold up the line and kind of get that feeling of satisfaction as you, as you leave the wash. Now, I think I saw somewhere, bear with me, uh, sure. uh, that where it was in your, I think the bio that it was mm-hmm. sent to me that your family is a bit of a, a clean fanatic. Is that the case? Yeah, I mean, it's, it stems pretty deep. So right down to probably my uh, my grandmother's probably the biggest clean fanatic out of them all. We call her Gigi for great grandma for my after my kids. Uh, that's what my kids call her. But yeah, she's uh, she's always been a bit of a clean freak. And I think that got passed down to my mother and it's been passed down to me. I like I like things neat and tidy. So the car wash fits really nice with that uh, that moniker as well. That's pretty uh, you know, apropos that uh, we got that. Um, the only exactly. other thing I was going to ask about, about sure. the car wash itself. Can you talk a little bit about uh the environmental impact of, of things i understand you're uh, you recycle a lot of the water and maybe just t- uh, touch a little bit on that yeah absolutely i think that's a that's a huge part of you know in today's world almost everything has something to do with the you know the esg impact and the car wash is really no different so a big part of our business is we recycle up to 80 percent of our water a lot of car washes you go especially in the united states they have water reclaim systems but they're more or less just checking a box for the development approval. They aren't actually having any meaningful, meaningful, uh, doing, doing any meaningful, meaningful work on the car wash water, I guess. So in our particular system, we've kind of taken it to the next level. We're actually injecting ozone into our tanks to work on the organics in the tanks and recycling up to 80% of that water. So really the only fresh water that's going into our process is the water that goes into the chemistry streams and then your final rinse. Everything else is recycled water. Oh, cool. Excellent. Yeah. So how does it, how does somebody uh, who's in chemical engineering come to do this and uh, not so much the how but more the why? Yeah, it's a great question. So I guess in my oil patch days, I always kind of wanted to have my own oil company or something like that someday. And then with the, you know the way the the movement was going towards oil and gas, it was just becoming harder and harder to attract investment dollars into that segment. Also, starting a family around that same time, I got three beautiful children, uh, happily married, and it was just, it was a chance to spend some more time with the family or have a more yeah. flexible schedule. I actually probably work more now that I'm a, <laughs> working in the family office, but my, my schedule is more flexible or I dictate it more, I guess. Um, so that's nice, but um, really a, a unique opportunity to get into the family office and do a bunch of different things. And so when you get into that, that space, you kind of have that freedom, that entrepreneurial spirit to explore a bunch of different industries. And this mm-hmm. is one that we've really particularly focused on because we just see a massive opportunity, really you know, really trying to be that leader in the industry um, and really pushing the boundaries and getting out in front of potential competition down the, down the road. 
Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that entrepreneurial uh, background and, and, and the journey? Uh, what's been the toughest part of, of this journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it can be a lonely journey at times. Uh, you know, so you're, you're always kind of grinding. You got to be a bit of a jack of all trades, I think, is what my dad's always instilled into me. You got to be hungry. You got to be, uh, you know, at times you got to sweep the floors, you know, changing pumps at the car wash in the early days up to, you know, yeah. dealing with banks and lawyers and negotiating deals and um, talking to partners and customers. So it's, uh, I think it's just, you have to have a pretty wide skill set. You got to be willing to jump in and do whatever it takes to, uh, to get these companies off the ground and really instilled from my father, to be honest, he, he uh, left home at a very young age and uh, grew up the hard way, maybe so to speak. So everything was earned, um, you know, lots of different jobs, lots of different mentors along the way, and really, you know, contributed to his success to develop that entrepreneurial spirit, kind of consummate salesman. Um, uh, and, and really it's just, I think it's a resolve really at the end of the day, it's not giving up. It's just continuing to keep going, no matter how many challenges you get thrown your way as keep digging. Yeah. How's the, um, uh, the past two years impacted, uh, what you guys do and what your business does or, or does pass it at all? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So one of the things that attracted us and we were, we were told this early days doing our due diligence in the car wash business was that, uh, two things about car wash. One, it's a uh, recession-proof business, and mm-hmm. what I what I mean by that is typically people in you know tighter times they're keeping their vehicles longer, so they're spending more money on upkeep, whether it's tires, oil changes, keeping them clean versus you know buying a new car all the time. And the second thing that's interesting about the car wash business is basically internet-proof. You can't buy a car wash online, so to speak, right? Yeah. You can't wash yeah. your car over the internet, so you physically have to do the process. And then what we've seen, further to your point in question is that uh, you know, it's, a, it, it's a pandemic-proof business is what we found out. People have continued to wash their car through the, through the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that's been a very interesting learning. Obviously, everyone heading into the pandemic, you're going, oh my God, how's that going to affect our business? And you know, different business lines that we have have been affected differently. But very fortunate in the car wash business that people have continued to, to wash their cars and, and continue to support uh, our business segment. So to be honest, it's, it's uh, certainly the numbers have come off a little bit and we're already starting to see them come back up to return to a, a more of a norm, but uh, very fortunate to, to be, do very well through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned um, uh, a few times here uh, what you've learned from your father. Uh, just wondering if along the journey and uh, were there others or, or maybe not so much others, but uh, other examples of entrepreneurs that, uh, that caught your attention or, or books that you read that uh, maybe uh, uh, stuck with some advice for you? Yeah, great question. So one of the interesting things growing up uh, in an entrepreneurial family is you tend to tend to attract other entrepreneurs. Um, so I think just being around my dad, seeing his partners in, in Hasco, growing Hasco, a lot of his peer-to-peer business groups, you see from a wide variety of different industries. So I've been very fortunate, I think at a very young age, uh, to be exposed to a lot of different entrepreneurs. Um, and I can't say there's one that stands out in particular other than my dad, but um, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of different people and a lot of different ways of doing things. Yeah. Uh, you see the family sacrifice, you see you know, the financial ups and downs of the, the uh, entrepreneurial world, world, right? It doesn't always work out. Everyone likes to talk about the success stories, but you can't, uh, you can't win them all. So definitely some, uh, some tough lessons along the way, but lots of, uh, lots of good examples to pull from of, of uh, you know, entrepreneurial families is, you know, in this community and others. What would you uh, say to somebody now if they came to you seeking advice about being an entrepreneur? Uh, what would you tell them? Um, 
it's a great question. I think I think a lot of it. Uh, the most important thing I think is resiliency. To be honest, at the end of the day, I think you got to be prepared for that. Um, not everything's going to work out as per plan. In fact, your plan's probably wrong the, the minute you make it. Uh, so yeah. I think you have to be pretty nimble. You have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to work harder than the next person. Um, so I think I think the big thing is probably resiliency. Always, if you get beat down, you got to be able to get back up and find a different angle or a different way, or you know, get a different situation, or or be able to uh, you know call an audible to use a sports analogy uh, along the way to be able to uh, to make it go. Anyone you admire out there in the business world uh, beyond your father? <laughs> well, I mean, man, again, so many so many good examples uh, of good entrepreneurial leaders out there. Um, I guess one of the things that's particularly fascinating to me is a guy like Elon Musk. I mean, he gets a bit controversial with some of his beliefs and the way he goes about things, but the ability that he's had to go out and really push the boundaries, whether it's space, whether it's yeah. you know automotive, the the progression to electric vehicles, I think it's just interesting how like how vast and how wide his mind can work. And you see that I think that's a common what common trait you see in a lot of entrepreneurs to be able to just think so much you know further down the road and yeah. to see things that are coming and to be able to adapt and. But uh, I think he's particularly interesting just from the, the mere fact of the scale and scope of the things that he's continuing to work on. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk in this day and age, we talk a lot about work-life balance and, uh, um, you know, and being an entrepreneur, we know that's almost a 24-7 job. Uh, do you find that you, uh, that you do have some work-life balance or don't? Yeah, well, good thing you know how my wife wants to interview today. But uh, <laughs> She, she'd probably have a different opinion than me, but obviously it's something, especially in these early days, you know, in Mint Smartwatch, right? We're just getting going, uh, getting this thing really ramped up. That's when a lot of the really hard grinding happens. So uh, it's certainly been a busy, busy time period, but I do uh, a lot of my, um, I guess, activities outside of work revolve around my kids. So I have uh, two boys and a girl all heavily involved in sports. So I do uh, do coach the boys in hockey and uh, coach my daughter in soccer previously. So try and get as much family time in as possible. And uh, I ne- definitely need to spend. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Just definitely need to uh, make some more time to spend with my wife for sure. It seems like you get busy, you get young kids and you get so busy in uh, business and life. Uh, one thing, one of my goals is definitely to make some more time for her and, and uh, make sure that she's, cause she's obviously very supporting of this journey. She's actually an engineer by trade as well. Uh, so she's been a great support and allowing me to uh, continue this journey with Mint in the family office. What would you say uh, some of your interests are beyond uh, family and work? Big sports guy, huge Flames fan. Uh, pretty disappointed to see him drop out of the playoffs this year. So yeah. big Flames fan, like to keep up on a lot of different sports. Um, very interested in Formula One racing. Oh, really? So, like, I kind of got my kids into that. I've had been fortunate to see a few different races around the world. So, uh, yeah, keen interest in racing and uh, all the cool stuff that those guys get up to. Um, so that's fun. Enjoy golf when I can get out and do that. Um, yeah, those are some of, some of my key interests. So what is, what's the appeal of Formula One racing? I think it, I think it's all really around just how much energy it takes and how like this, I guess the sky's in the scope. And I think the drive to survive is in the news a lot about talking about how it's kind of popularized F1. I've been a fan for a long time pre the Netflix series, but okay. I think what really interests me is just there's people don't realize how much technology those guys are continually pushing the boundaries, you know, looking for new ways to go faster and all just the whole scope and scale of, you know, moving things around the world. Uh, I think I find it just fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating what these guys get up to. Yeah. All right. Super. Well, thanks very much, uh, Chris, for joining us today. 
appreciate it, Mario. Thanks for having me on and uh, look forward to seeing everyone out at the Mint Smartwatch near you. All right. And uh, I like the idea of uh, the, the membership thing. Boy, uh, you know, in Calgary, we sure need it, right? It's almost like every day you, uh, you get out there and your vehicle's dirty. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of it. I mean, you don't, don't have to think about the weather anymore. You got a hot day, you get your car washed. If it snows tomorrow, you don't care, you get it washed again. So that's, uh, that's the beauty of our model. No more waiting in lines. You get through quick too. All right. Super. Thanks, Chris. All right. That was uh, Chris Friesen, who is president and CEO of Mint Smartwash. This is uh, Calgary's podcast with uh, Mario Taniguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.